Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Well, hello, Jonathan. How are you this week? I'm doing well. It was CMA week in Nashville, so that means crazy week in Nashville. Yeah, kind of like can be a good week and... Well, it's always fun. But driving in the city is never fun. I took the train. Very smart. So you got to know when to take the train and know when to drive, and this is a week to take the train. Absolutely. It went well. It's always fun to have things going on here in Nashville. Adds a little bit to the the ambiance of the city and the, the fun, but... A lot of things going on around the SBC as well this week. Yeah, of course, state convention time, as we said, uh, that's it's always interesting to see what pops up each week as the states meet. And we've got a few nuggets to cover later in the show. We're going to start off, though, big news again. We, we've been talking about it, it seems like, every time we've since we've been on uh, the air uh, the last six months. CP, above budget again. The October gifts are in. That's the first month of the 2016 budget, and they are 3.26% over budget projection uh, off to a good start. That's great. That's great. What, what's your, you have any prediction or thought on how this is going to go? The 3.26% over budget giving is possibly a little bit not quite the best uh, way to look at it because this year's budget is a little bit lower than last year's budget. So if our giving had remained consistent, it would automatically be higher because we have a lower budget. We are acquiring more money, asking for more money. Last year it was $188 million. This year it's 186.5. So a little bit of difference there, uh, a little bit over a you know maybe a hundred thousand dollars a month difference. Uh, so, but the good part is that this year's October gifts were higher than last year's October gifts. And we, we saw throughout the year where the CP was above budget the entire year, ended above the $188 million that they were expecting at the end of September. And it looks like we we're off to a good start because we're 0.18% above last year's opening month. So an, another good start, strong CP giving. Uh, I would guess some of this has to do with the IMB situation and what's going on over there. So it, it was good to see a strong October to start the fiscal year for the SBC. All right. Um, in other news, it was election week this week. So this being an odd year, that's a time when it's it's not quite as many widespread uh, major elections going on, uh, but enough for people to really pay attention. And there were some things that were of real interest to Southern Baptists. The Houston thing was huge. Um, this was the equal rights ordinance that had been uh, a, a major thing. The mayor, Anise Parker, had been a, a huge um, a huge person pushing this with the city council. It was um, essentially it just extended civil rights protections to individuals based on uh, sexual orientation and gender identity. Uh, there were tons of implications that came from this. And this was this was back in the summer, maybe was it? Yeah, it was the spring, I think, with all the pastors yeah, wanting to subpoena pastors, their sermons yeah, and all this to kind of stuff. Subpoena their sermons. Yeah, like it was that. a mess. Yeah, huge mess. And so what what came is the people they really spoke. Yeah, did they ever? Yeah, the the voters overturned uh, that that ordinance by sixty two thirty eight majorities. That's not a small margin of defeat there. That is an absolute beat down. Not at all. That was just huge. And this this is a big thing because that had gone up. It was a big legal battle. Uh, the Supreme Court had told the city council, you either have to repeal it or send it to voters 
um, they said, all right, we'll, we'll send it to the public and the public answered. So very, very big other things that were, you know, really big uh, in Ohio, obviously the, the marijuana. Yeah. Legalization of marijuana. They were, they were, I think voting to put it on the ballot or voting to consider it. It wasn't like a vote for it. It was a vote to like talk about it or something. Right, but to, it's, much to Johnny Manziel's dismay, it, they they were against it. So that was, and then in personal elections, the Kentucky governor's election yes. that was that was a really big one. Uh, we watched that with great interest for a, a few reasons. I mean, one is that the um, the Democratic opponent, the one who who lost, Jack yeah, Jack Conway. Conway. Mm-hmm. Jack Conway has been a major player in Kentucky state politics for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we from when we lived there back in the day, he was uh, the he was in the general election for a house seat that was really mm-hmm. important. So very, very used to seeing him. Um, and so we watched with great interest the story of um, Matt Bevan, who's the governor elect. Um, it, the story of his family, of uh, his daughter. We remember when that happened. We lived there. We worked at the seminary. That uh, horrible accident uh, happened right in front, and we we had very clear memories of when that took place. And uh, and then what he turned around, and they did in memory of their daughter, in partnership, you know, with Southern Seminary establishing that mission center. Uh, yeah, the Bevin Center for Missions Mobilization. Yeah, yeah. So huge connection um, with the folks there, and uh, so it's just an exciting, an exciting thing. And and everything. Yeah, the, the thing about that one is that it was totally unexpected because he'd been trailing in every major poll in the state. Right. And then he went out, and it wasn't a slim margin again. He went Not out and trounced Conway, yeah. beating by nine points, fifty-three forty-four. Yeah, very decisive. So, you know, from what I saw, I think, I mean, he's from Louisville, so he was able to really carry Jefferson County more than than maybe they expected. And then Jack Conway yeah. just couldn't turn the rest of the state where he needed to catch up. So, uh, big, big night, big night. So yeah, it was a very big night uh, last Tuesday. And, you know, a year from now, we'll be really talking about a big night uh, on a Tuesday. Oh, uh, yes, we will. The presidential election in November of 2016. So less than 365 days away from that. So Yes, we uh, will. That will be getting, as if it hasn't already, it will be getting hot and heavy over the next few months as a primary season kicks off now that we've passed these November elections. Pretty crazy. All right, this week in Baptist Press, we had stories and recaps from the Indiana, California, New York, and Colorado Baptist Conventions. The Indiana Baptist Convention approved a budget of just over $4 million, and they're going to be forwarding on 39.5% of that to the SBC and keeping 605 of that in the state. Those percentages, uh, 39.5 and 60.5, are equal to last year's split that they sent, and it is the largest percentage ever forwarded out of state. So they, they have been increasing and they've met that, that threshold now two years in a row. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that they will probably try to keep moving forward just like the others are, uh, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. It seemed like kind of heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, looking over to California, celebrated their 75th anniversary. 75. That's pretty neat. It is, and they approved a budget of $15.9 million, which includes a cooperative program objective of $6.8 million uh, moving on. That accounts for 34% coming 
to the executive committee an increase of a half a percent. We've seen a lot of the, uh, what I guess what you'd call Newark or frontier states, uh, basically not the southern states, moving those up by about a, a half a percent to a percent a year. Yeah, so, just, uh, just trying trying to get it going in the right direction. And then up in the northeast, and, and I didn't even know this was going on, so maybe you have some more insight into this, Amy. There was a proposed amendment to the Constitution to change the name to the Great Commission Baptist of the Northeast because the convention has churches not only in New York, but New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. So it's kind of a regional thing, but the name means just New York, you know, Baptist Convention in New York. Right. So, but after debate and voting, that proposal failed. Yes. Uh, they thought that it might be confusing, um, especially because there is a Baptist Convention of New England. There's a Baptist yeah. Convention of Pennsylvania, South Jersey. So when you just say of the Northeast, okay, of the Northeast, except for those people, you know, that, that that's kind of confusing. And then um, one of the sort of interesting pieces, and we saw this a few years ago when the SBC was considering this, is you then have to start dealing with, okay, what's the legal name? What's the name you yep. do business as? So that mm -hmm. started becoming, you know, bringing attorneys into the issue. And it just, uh, it was just kind of almost too much, I think. Yeah. And, and they, they even went as far as to not try to do, I think what the, uh, the task force a few years ago uh, attempted to do was to have like an unofficial moniker that actually got passed, but I don't believe has been used to any, uh, any widespread usage right. uh, in the convention of the Great Commission Baptist. I mean, we, we have the ability to use that and the, the go-ahead to use that. However, I have not seen anyone use that yet. So there may be a, a church here and there that are using it, uh, but, but on the whole, it's not being used. And, and they also voted to, to not do that. So um, the budget for New York was anticipated to be uh, $2 million and change, just above that for uh, 2016, a 12% increase in the budget for the year, uh, which is pretty substantial. And they are going to be sending on 27.5% of the CP receipts up from 25%. So in a 2.5% increase, uh, but also a 12% increase in the total budget. So uh, more money means you can increase that percentage a little bit more. So uh, it's good to see things going well. Uh, monetarily in the Northeast. Yes, and kudos to them for taking that increase and saying, let's make sure we m move the needle in this direction too with respect to the CP. Yes, and then finally out in Colorado where my boss, Dr. Rayner, was uh, speaking, they approved a budget of $3.4 million, just slightly down uh, from last year's budget. However, the cooperative program allocation after shared expenses will be 49.5% for Colorado Ministries and 50.5% for SBC that's, Ministries. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive, and it might have to do with um, it might have something to do with Mike Rout, who was elected as the convention's president. He is the chairman of the board of trustees of the executive committee. So uh, Mike and his state putting his uh, money where his mouth is, I guess, so to speak. And uh, Colorado, kudos to you guys out there out in the West uh, for being right at that 50-50 allocation. All right. So uh, in other news, just a very quick update on... Uh, well, not a quick update. This is a big update. Okay. Big update on... Big uh, update. 
Yes, and in South Carolina, um, we talked back uh, just a little while ago about issues that were going on in South Carolina, um, some statements that North Greenville University had made, and then uh, how they were relating with the state convention. And there was a point where the state convention was asking questions about what had been going on at North Greenville, and that until they got those, uh, those issues settled, that sort of the checks were just on hold and uh, they had a meeting. It was a few weeks ago. Um, the Baptist Courier has reported on this. And at the end of that meeting, uh, the executive board had a unanimous resolution. They stated their support for the trustees. They uh, gave encouragement. Uh, they said that all the questions had been answered completely to their satisfaction and they are ready to move past all, all that had gone on and everything is kind of back in order. So funding's been reinstated. Uh, so we just, we, it's not a, not a ton to really talk about here, except to say that was a story a few weeks ago. It has reached um, sort of a point of closure. Yeah. On this. We kind of closed the loop on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. kind of reading into this story a little bit, the, departure of Jimmy Epting, it looks like that the convention got some answers to their questions and kind of got the full story uh, maybe that they had not had before. And, and now that they're able to move on with this after uh, Dr. Epting's retirement and the suddenness of it all, as it's stated in the, the release. Right. And, and there seems to be some real um, strong statements that uh, the interim president uh, has done a fantastic job. And yeah. so I think a lot of trust is in what, what he's been doing and getting them through this transition. And so uh, I think everything's back on track and they are ready to, to move forward one step at a time. Yeah, things seem to be sorting themselves out in South Carolina. Uh, their executive committee, I believe, meets this week. Uh, we should possibly hear some news about uh, a potential uh, name for their executive director. I'm not quite sure when that's going to come out, though. So uh, yeah. that is, that is I, I know, still on the table. They are still without an executive director. So uh, being around the, the convention time might be the time uh, to release that and make that official. So wait yeah. and see on that. A couple of final pieces of news that relate more to churches in the SPC. Prestonwood Baptist Church, located in Plano, they had a campus in Dallas. They have closed that campus and have sold that to Robert Morris's Gateway Church, also located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Campus was purchased in 2011 for reportedly $18 million, and then last month, uh, less than five years later, has hosted its final service for Prestonwood. Uh, that campus now will be in the property of uh, Gateway Church out there in the Dallas area. A little bit closer to home, especially closer to home to me, uh, where I'm a former member of before we came to First Baptist Mount Juliet. Clearview Baptist Church is calling a new pastor uh, this weekend. They'll be announcing that candidate's name and the, the setup that they'll have there. Clearview is of note for the reason that it might be the most denominationally employed Baptist church, I guess, in the SBC. That's a real, that, that's, that's a really strong statement right there, I guess, because yeah. it's right there in Nashville. Yeah, it's right here in Nashville, but I mean, you've got, I know, two VPs from Lifeway that are there, a VP and the executive director of the executive committee, yeah. and the former president of 
the ERLC is also a member there. Right. Uh, along with a host of denominational employees. Um, there are probably a hundred Lifeway employees at Clearview. Um, probably another dozen or so that are ERLC or uh, executive committee or SBC foundation, you know, all the things here in Nashville, um, that are at that, that church. So in all, probably anywhere north of 125 denominational employees, plus okay. the state people wow. that are there as yeah. well. So, yeah, I see that. I mean, it's, it's pretty strongly tied to the denomination to say the least. Well, it's a, it's a great church and they're doing great things down there. So it is I actually uh, had a lunch this week with a former pastor, Mark Marshall. Um, uh, who's here in town. So um, yeah. I had it, lunch with him earlier this week. Um, the, his, uh, his daughter, Tiffany Marshall, yeah. um, uh, here has been one of our students at Southeastern and is uh, serving overseas right now, but she is a member of our church here and we think very highly of her. She is, is doing great things. So, yeah. So uh, keep an eye out over the weekend for the news from Clearview. Uh, they had said they were announcing that this Sunday, so you'll see stuff probably tweeted all over the place. Okay. So. All righty. Well, Amy, that brings us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SPC history, blow our minds. Oh, I like this one. This one hits really close to home for me um, because this week in 1951, um, it was reported, so it may not have been the exact it, the exact day, but the report came out about um, a major groundbreaking ceremony for a college campus in Winston Salem, North Carolina. What college campus would that be? That would be Wake Forest <laughs> College, um, so, which meant <laughs> which meant that there was a campus in Wake Forest, North Carolina that needed someone in it. It's kind of uh, like the Preston Wood and Gateway thing. Yes. So it, it all ties together. Yes. So as uh, as as I would assume a lot of our listeners would know, but maybe not everyone, um, Wake Forest, North Carolina was the original home to Wake Forest College, now known as Hence Wake Forest University. Yes. yes. And um, so it it was here. And then uh, there used to be a story. It was kind of a, a legend that they left in the night. Uh, that was no, that was the Baltimore Colts, right? It was, wasn't really quite like that, but um, but there were some folks that yeah. really wanted them to come to Winston Salem, and so uh, they they did. And when they did, it was very very difficult on our town, very hard because our the the town had been built around the entire college. Yeah. So well, it was a small town. I mean, it still is kind of a small town, right? It, and it and at that point, Raleigh had not grown out to. Wake Forest, like it is Correct. now. It was like 50 years before Raleigh really started growing out. Um, and so there are stories. There's been a local documentary about it, about just the whole town coming out and standing on the streets while the moving trucks took everything out. And they everyone wow. was crying. And it was this very dramatic thing. Um, but uh, the state convention, because um, Wake Forest College was a, um, at that time, was a, a college of the Baptist Convention here. In yep, Carolina. hence the nickname, the Demon Deacons. That's correct. So they Because if you know any Baptist deacons, yes. that name fits. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I, I I'm going to move on from that comment. Um, and so they sold the campus to the Southern Baptist Convention to put a seminary here, and it was Southeastern Seminary. So we do have some hints of Wake Forest if you come into our main mm-hmm. building. In the rotunda there. Yes, in the rotunda, the the WF, 
um, for Wake Forest College is on still on the floor. There are a handful of these just gorgeous um, Wake Forest College seals around. One of them is in our office, in the communications office, and we have that hanging on the wall. Um, and then there are freshmen that come over here from Wake Forest University every year during new student orientation uh, to tour the campus. And so that's always fun because they're seeing kind of the, the place where they began. Um, but in 1951, right around this time, um, they had their groundbreaking ceremonies in Winston-Salem to move the campus. And if that had not happened, uh, then we would not be here. And uh, what's, what's going on here you know, we wouldn't have this, this place for that. And so uh, we're very, very happy to be a part of Southeastern Seminary. Um, but in some ways, it all started this week in SBC history. Oh, wow. So 54 years ago, Wake Forest University announced, I am going. Yes. To Salem. <laughs> yes, very nice. Very nice. You know, one thing that's interesting is there's a, a very popular t-shirt around here that, uh, we're seeing in stores that says uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina, where the college used to be. So that's popping up. Um, but but it's where the college is now. That's what I want to say. There is a college yeah, here. Today, you, you, we talked before this, today, Yes. College at Southeastern Preview Day. Yes. First time you've ever had like a legit, like straight up well, college, college preview yes. day. Yes. Yeah. yeah college preview major. day. Call it, Not just seminary only. and college, but right. just college only. Yeah, it was such a fun day. Really, really great. Met some great, great um, prospective students and parents and uh, just just a lot of fun, great deal of energy on the campus. So, yeah, so, so there, there is, is a college, a college in Wake, in Wake Forest. Forest, yes. And don't tell Jamie Dew there's not. <laughs> That's right, because if he sees that T-shirt, he'll make sure uh, that you know we have one. I should send one to Tara. So. <laughs> Everybody's like, who are these people? So, yeah, Jamie Dew is the, the dean of the college at Southeastern. Tara is his wife. So that just so people can put two and two together. So a little, little two inside with the baseball there. Sorry. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Next, uh, that brings us to resources of the week. Your resource of the week, Amy? Yeah, I'm going to just mention a website that is a, a great thing. Last week I talked about how Kathy Litton was here on our campus, um, and she – Love Kathy Litton. Yeah, she's incredible, and she does a, a great ministry with Nam, uh, focusing on uh, specifically on ministers' wives. Um, but she has uh, really championed this website called Flourish Me, um, and it's very specifically a, a ministry of Nam for ministry wives. It's an equipping community, um, has a very active blog. And uh, just some some other wonderful resources there. Uh, I think it's a great great thing um, because I have been um, a pastor's wife, and I am now um, the wife of a professor, a, a minister, Your vice president's wife. Yes, and um, I, uh, I there there's a ton of. Um, discouragement that can come and then some loneliness that can come uh, and a place where you can see that there are others going through what you are going through, a place where you can go for development. Uh, that's a really wonderful thing. So fantastic ministry that Nam is doing, Flourish.me. Yes, and uh, Kathy Litton leads that group. And like you said, uh, she is pretty awesome. Yep. And it is uh, a great resource that she's providing through Flourish.me. My resource of the week is revitalizedchurches.com. 
Uh, it's a group out of Florida Dr. Rainer has partnered with to offer revitalization resources for the church. We've got uh, some webinars right now that we're running with a related resource, and uh, it's just a, a neat little thing. We've seen so many churches use this over the last year or so and heard a lot of feedback and seeing God do miraculous things in churches through this resource. So uh, just something I wanted to just put out there, revitalizedchurches.com. There's a free webinar going on right now that gives you uh, kind of four keys to church revitalization that Dr. Rainer put together. So something I've been working a lot on behind the scenes with uh, the technical side of it all and kind of need to see it come to fruition and see churches benefit from it. So Fantastic. uh, Yep. So flourish.me for the minister's wives, revitalizedchurches.com for the pastors, uh, and you're all set this week online. There we go. So. There we go. All right. Next week, big week. Amy, you'll be here in Nashville, I know, for Women's Forum. Yes. Uh, yep. Women's Leadership Forum. Uh, also, we had the North Carolina Convention this week, and uh, we were around there a little bit, but I'm going to wait till sort of the news really comes out because uh, I didn't get to be on the floor. So uh, to see what all went on there, South Carolina Convention's happening next week. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Yep, Kentucky Convention, I think, is going on as well. Kevin Smith, good friend of the pod and and a former uh, interviewee here on the pod. We had him on the show a, a while back. Uh, he's up for president of the Kentucky Baptist Convention, so uh, be uh, neat to follow that along, and uh, we wish him the best. Yep. And um, so it's going to be a busy week. I'm headed to Canada Monday, be back Wednesday. My brother's getting married on Friday next week, so next week's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to f- figure out a, a time to record <laughs> Because it's going to be so busy. So, yes. A uh, lot going on in the SBC, a lot going on with us, and I uh, hope a lot's going on with you as well uh, listening to us. Thanks for joining us again this week. See you next week.